0: Well, the thing that everybody doesn't know is that we are often naked together in the mornings.
1: That's true.
0: Via selfie, Andy and I take our ugly selfies in the morning and send them to each other uh, very often. So, um, this is nothing new to us. Except, except for you have
2: makeup on and I have makeup. Hair's on. is done, and I have my glasses on. So there. So. Oh wow! Well. Sherry, have I got the genitals for you?
0: If you've got an itch, Andy Vargo will scratch it. Welcome to Scrutiny with Sherry and Andy. I am Sherry Hardman. This is my good friend.
2: I'm Andy Vargo. Sorry, I forgot you were waiting for me to say my name.
0: (laughs) Doing his Forrest Gump wave.
2: Thank you. Uh,
0: How are you today, Andy?
2: I am good. How are you?
0: I am feeling a lot of different things right now. But first, we have breaking news that I just saw when I logged into Facebook, so I'm just going to talk about it. Britney Spears' father steps down from his conservatorship. So, yay, we're getting one step closer to freeing Britney.
2: Okay, so what is she not free from? I don't get that.
0: Making Mm -hmm. any of her own decisions. He is totally, just a man, she's being treated as if she was severely severely disabled and unable to take care of herself because she's an
2: adult right like she's yes they're just treating her as if she is not competent mentally
0: yes and this is a a very extreme thing like they they don't usually do this and if they do this it's only for like really extreme cases where they would never reverse it wow so you know there are got to be people on the take there's got to be money involved um, there's abuse of power, there's just abuse, and so that's why so many people are like free Britney, and it's caused like a big movement, and apparently I just saw the headline that he stepped down. Now, I don't know exactly what the details are and what that means, but I know it's a good sign rather than a bad one. So, yeah, I'm happy about that.
2: Yay! well, that's good. That's that's good, I guess, on the Britney front. I, I didn't know that, but... Um... I heard something about conservativeship with Brittany, and that there was a big scandal and I thought people were upset because she was conservative, but um, that, I guess, was not no, what it was. that's not it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you got some big news this week, unexpectedly.
2: I did. I did. So, apparently, I'm in a comedy contest now. <laughs> I'm a comedy club. Uh, I went there to hang out with friends and just kind of see how the contest was going. And they had a bucket to drop your name in. So Sherry said, why don't you put your name in the bucket? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll put my name in the bucket. And uh, was the first name drawn out of the bucket and uh, then was picked to move forward. So I know it's boring. It's a boring story. I'm sorry, Sherry. No,
0: oh, it's not boring. I'm, I'm, I didn't get my nap. I forgot <laughs> we were doing this. I was right. all like just getting ready to take my clothes off and lay down
2: when you reminded me. So well, just, you still could have taken your clothes
0: off. Well, we you never know. Show's it not over yet. Out today, <laughs> but, but Yeah, yeah so I I'm got, look at this. Oh, I yeah. You... I went to the zoo today. I got some sun. I see that. You got some color. We were going to do um, sunscreen, and I was like, ah, we're not going to be there that long. We'll be in and out of the shade, but it yeah. looks like I could have yeah, used God, some. You know. Yeah, so you're in the Comedy Voice at Tacoma Comedy Club. You yes. have uh, Tyler Smith as your coach.
2: Yep, I'm on Tyler Smith's team. Uh, there's, I think, ten people per team. So uh, our friend Steve Hammond is also on our team. So I'm, I'm hoping we don't go head to head because I hate to kick his ass in a contest.
0: <laughs> do you have any like other rules? Like, do you know is head to head the next thing, or are
2: they? I actually am not sure. I haven't seen anything official. Um, I got, um, you know, the club asked for my email today, so like, they could send me some information. So I know that there's stuff forthcoming. So I'm looking forward to that. They asked for my available dates and then for my email. So,
0: cool.
2: So I know that that will be uh, kind of the next thing.
0: Do you have anything else going
2: on? What do I have going on? I've got a couple. I've got a couple comedy. I have comedy shows booked into September now, three different places. So, um, but the next one is is Odd Otter on the 30th. Other than a couple open mics. But uh, so I'm excited about that show. I think that's going to be a packed room. We've been talking about it, so I know people have yeah. heard about it.
0: Yeah, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, that's, I gotta say, that's...
0: I really think Gabriel Rutledge is my favorite comedian in this area. So I'm always happy to be able to see him. So yeah, and every time that.
2: somebody mentions the show, they're like, "Oh my god, Gabriel is hilarious." So I just he's he's well known. He's he's funny. He's a cool guy too. Yeah.
0: We also have a Gabriel groupie that's going to be there. Let's nice. not mention any names, but remember at the last show, yes, she's I do got, remember. she's got a thing for him. So she she
2: got to perform like open or feature for him, which was her claim to fame.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of cute. Um, yeah.
2: Other than this, that, business as usual. What you've got? What have you got coming up?
0: This Sunday, I will be at a boozy brunch at Tacoma Comedy Club. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's at two. I think they have unlimited mimosas. I think I saw that somewhere. So okay. sign me up for that. Wow. But, uh, and then Wednesday I'm leaving for Austin. So I will not be here to do this with you next week. We'll uh, take a week off. Bummer. I'll be there for five nights and I have five shows. So I'm excited about that.
2: That is exciting. That's an awesome trip. You are gonna rock the house at every venue. Laura gave us a like. Thanks for watching, Laura. Glad to see you here today. Which, Laura? Um, yours or mine? Yours. Oh. <laughs> I don't know we if I said we... her name out loud, so I don't want to butcher it, but is it Seisher? Sachet. Sysher. See, I knew I'd butcher it. Yeah.
0: That's like, funny, though, that we both have a Laura. No, see, I don't see that she said anything.
2: She liked our show. So did the so oh. girl. So I
0: see you. that. Hey, oh, Jackie. Jackie. Do you know who Jackie Pearl is? I recognize the name. Jackie Pearl. I don't even know where she lives, but she's been on heavy petting.
2: Oh yeah, that's where I've seen her.
0: And I've seen her. Um, she came up with Tom Bomb and did that psychedelic show. Oh gosh! I got you. to well, spend some time with her me. there, and I got to spend some time with her in Idaho for the one show that I was there. Oh, nice. So, yeah she's very she just funny. commented
2: that she misses you.
0: Oh, uh, I know I miss her. I feel bad about how that whole Idaho trip went down, but it's
2: over on on to future stuff. hmm so, um, um, so we go got ahead. some topics for today. do you want do you have more you want to share that you have coming up?
0: No, I just want to talk a little bit about my Austin trip before I go because oh, yeah. it's just really nice how it all just came um you know, I got a lot of people to vouch for me. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know people that know people, and I know people that are there. And it was just really nice how the community just like, oh, you can, you know, come to these different places. So it's it's nice that we're able to do that. And I found that um, three of the shows are within walking distance of my hotel. Nice. So I picked a good hotel, big good spot, so I can just... Uh, Scooter around town, and I only have to get on a cab in a cab twice. So it'll be just like being in Vegas. It will be. I know it's so exciting. And there's like a museum of the weird or something just like a few blocks away. And oh, and I think
2: um, it's kind of like you're you're having to take a pee comment. You know, you're a celebrity, and when you go to these towns, people are going to hear you're coming. And I think sometimes we we forget to put ourselves in that frame of space to say, "Hey, I'm coming to your town." who can hook me up, and you, people are ready to book you.
0: Right, so that, that's cool, yeah. Okay. I'm a celebrity, and I deserve to go pee. so. You, you do. Wait for sure. <laughs> um, I, at first, I thought we were going to talk about sex, but then I got heated about something, and so I decided to change my mind, and if you look at my TikTok today, which you would if you looked at TikTok, Andy Bargo, who doesn't do TikTok, I, I, had
2: a TikTok, I would look at it yours first every day.
0: Thank you. Well, I was at Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium, and I went into the bathroom as I, because I'm a celebrity and I deserve to pee, right? Right. And I went into the stall and then turned around and realized that the door opened into the stall.
2: Oh, right. So, what so does that
0: mean? Can you shut the door if you have a wheelchair in there? No. Right. Like, what kind of an idiot would design a stall for a wheelchair where you can't shut the door if there's a wheelchair in the stall? Like, Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's just so simple. And then this is partly what I want to talk about. It's just, it's so simple, but it doesn't work because people don't think about it. And how simple things really are if it, they just took the time to think about it.
2: And what's, what's sad is that whole place has been fairly recently renovated and and is new you know a lot of the facilities there are new and so and and even if they weren't how hard is it to change the direction of a stall door
0: right because that's all that needed to be done
2: that's the easiest it's not even like you're remodeling the bathroom you just change the hinges but um that that's disappointing
0: yeah maybe i need to write them an email because that's kind of ridiculous and so but you know it's 2021, like do I really have to email someone to tell them that, I guess so. So I'm writing myself a note right now. So we touched about this, I think a little bit last week, just about how every time I wanna go for a walk or something, there's always something blocking the curb cuts and I can't yeah. get off the curb and that kind of stuff. You
2: now, is there a, um, I'm just trying to think of rather than everybody individually having to run into these things and then email, is there a group like even a Facebook group or something where as people find things, they could post, hey, I was here and this wasn't this needed addressed or this could be improved and then could tag the locations to be like, hey, you're you're not a friendly place so that the place.
0: I think something like that has been started. Uh, I need to look into that because I thought about doing that myself was having a website that when then I saw oh, somebody else is doing it. Um, I started a thing I go for for comedy venues.
2: Yeah, I remember when you were working on that.
0: Uh, but then it's just like man, stuff changes so quickly, like someone's got a room and they don't have it. And so yeah. I kind of fell behind. But now on Northwest Comedians, that is one of the things you're supposed to post is whether it's wheelchair accessible or not.
2: Good, yeah, because it's it's twofold. It's and I, you obviously you know this well. It's is the venue accessible, and then is the stage accessible? Because there's two separate right. there's things two to be right. dealt with. Performer.
0: And as far as I'm concerned, it's good enough if I can get in the building, because I can always go to the front of the room and hold a mic. Right. If I have to, and I've had to do that before, if I can't get up on the stage. Because, you know, people don't understand that, like, sometimes you have good leg days and bad leg days. Or days where you're strong or days where you're weak. Days when something's bothering you and days when it's not. So you're not always the same. Like, Mm -hmm. before I knew anybody in a wheelchair, I thought everybody that was in a wheelchair couldn't stand up. And when I started working at a school with students in wheelchairs, I realized oh, wow, a lot of them can stand up, they can walk, they can, but they just can't do it all the time. Yeah. And so there's just so I many very, I can't go as far. Or, yeah. Right. And or so, so like, it. I can go up a few steps, um, but if the steps don't, if there's no handrail, or the, the step is too tall, I just... Yeah. I, I want to say I can't do it, and maybe I could do it, but I don't want to... If I don't feel like I'm going to land on my feet, I'm not going to do it. Because, well,
2: because whatever you go up, you have to come back down.
0: Right. And sometimes if a step is too big, I mean, and my, there have been times in my life when I've been standing or walking where my left knee has just gives out. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen on stage because for number one, it's embarrassing Mm -hmm. You know, number two, it puts you in a position of vulnerability. And when you're on stage, you're vulnerable enough, but you want to appear powerful.
2: Right. Yeah. It's all about coming across confident. I noticed that in the competition the other day, and I've seen this before, but it's interesting when you see people back to back in very short sets. Um, I noticed with a couple of people where you really could tell their lack of confidence and they're, portray- they're putting themselves in a position to be vulnerable by uh, not looking out at the audience, by looking down, by after they say their punchline, they kind of shy away while the audience laughs. And it's not because they don't have good jokes, it's just they don't have the confidence to stand there, basically, while they're being judged on what they just said. Right. And- totally understandable. And I used to be more like that. I've, got- I've gotten better at not doing that. But it is interesting that you say that because... It's very vulnerable being on stage.
0: And and confidence is key. And so, like, kind of at this stage in my life, you know, first of all, I'm 60 years old, freaking in pain all the time. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. And then I have to fight for just every little thing. It's tiring. And so, today, something happened. And I'm probably going to cry. I'll tell you that right now because I can feel it coming, and I'm just gonna let it happen. I don't like people to see me cry, but I think maybe they need to see this today. Mm -hmm. That everybody's celebrating some new comedy room that's opening. And the gist of the post was that we're gonna be so inclusive. You know, we're gonna give preference to people of color and LGBTQ and women. And uh, it's a big celebration. It's so exciting. And then down, uh, well, it's not wheelchair accessible. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I can put you on some other shows somewhere else some other time. And once a month we'll have a show, like an open mic, downstairs in the part that's not as cool as the top part sounded. We'll have an open mic down on the bottom. And yeah. Then you see and then you see people commenting, they're so excited. This is so exciting. Like, oh, someone said, Oh, I feel like I could cry because like I'm finally included, not stopping to think that this is a party I can't go to. Yeah. Like I can't go to this. I mean, I could go sit outside, but I can't go. And I feel that if you're really an ally, you're not gonna do a room that Is not wheelchair accessible or you're or if someone else does you're not going to go to it. Uh, That's how I feel. Now I can't expect other people to lose out on opportunities because of me but I think what if this person said and I'm not trying to call out this particular person there are lots of rooms that are not wheelchair accessible but this is one that made me cry today. So this Mm -hmm. is the one I'm going to talk about. What if that post had said uh, I've got a really great room. We're going to do all these wonderful things. We're going to be able to record albums in there and stuff. But they don't really let gay people in there. So you, gay people are, you know, I'll put you on other shows, other other places. And, and right. once a month on a Wednesday uh, in a little room downstairs, the gay people can go there that day.
2: Yeah. Well, what that's... would that
0: feel like? What if it was people of color? The same thing was said.
2: Right. Yeah, it's it's true because if you really are saying you're inclusive, then that means you're including everyone. And if you're not really going to do that, then don't put that claim on it.
0: Right. And also, it's not just me. It's not just Greta Gimp or whatever other uh comedians are around that are in wheelchairs. But what about audience members? Like we we don't we don't we don't need you here at this spot you can't get in and then people say well it's an old building and it has stairs and it can't be well okay okay fine if that's if that makes you feel better to say that then do it you know but don't Uh, act like you're so progressive when you're not
2: well and i guess the question too you know to me it comes up to thinking there are venues that have been around for a long time that have already had things established before that we were having a lot of this conversation and um that needs some work and that maybe have harder time doing that if they are an old building but that's one conversation versus starting a whole new thing in a building that already wasn't having something going on that's a whole nother right now we're adding more that are not inclusive versus having the 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 rest that we still already still need to deal with
0: yeah so it was just it, it it actually just hurt me on a level that i i it was like watching people celebrate and just not caring about me and my inability to go to this was it was hurtful and it's kind of like felt like being a little kid that everybody in your class got invited to the birthday party except for you
2: you know I think that that's a really good analogy because it is one of those like um it's one of those things where people don't think about like how you know sure we're having this party theoretically people are excited to go do something but what about the people who are sitting there that that are always part of the community and are always included or should be included that are valuable members and now you're saying well this 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 bus doesn't pick you up or whatever. You didn't get an invite, basically, like you're saying.
0: And Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just, it was just hurtful. And it still is hurtful. And it's always going to be hurtful. And I think of it, like, I think of it in the way of my son. Like, you know, Andrew is in a wheelchair part of the time. Now, a lot of times we don't bring it because he can walk. And if it's going to be a short distance, we just walk him. But... What if it was back in the day when he was still in a wheelchair full time Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: someone were to tell me, sorry, he can't come in because he's in a wheelchair? Do you know the kind of ruckus I would raise? But because it's me, I'm actually very uncomfortable that I'm saying this knowing this might affect my career in some way. I'm hesitant to say it. But if it was my kid that was being excluded you're damn straight. I would be raising the roof. So that's a whole nother story, but you know. Well, I think it's, it's always
2: seemingly easier to stick up for other people because it seems, for one thing, it seems less selfish to Mm -hmm. say, you know what, this is bullshit. I, he wants to come and we see the look on his face when he wants to go. And it's like, we don't have a, we don't have a second hesitation to stand up for our kids or someone we love or even friends when, when that's the case, when it's ourselves, it's just like how we have a harder time selling ourselves. We, have a, we feel like we have to justify the, the statement we're making. And so we then end up uh, tending to take a step back. And then we have all these considerations, like you're saying, it's, it's kind of like the idea of anytime someone finds something that is not right or where you're being a whistleblower, or you know that something is not morally or ethically correct, Yet, then you're having to question, what's the cost to me if I stand up for it? And and that's not right at all, that you even have to have that consideration of, well, am I not going to get booked if I look like a pain in the ass because I am trying to make the best experience, not just for comedians, but for our audience members by standing up for people that are part of my community?
0: And people said, my, people might say, "Well, people in wheelchairs never come here." Well, of course, because they know they can't get in. And then yeah. I thought, well, if I don't, if I say something, what are they going to do? Not book me? Well, guess what? <laughs> they can't book me anyway. So I can say whatever I want. And, and, and you know, comedians are mean. Comedians are mean people. So you know, I know somebody's saying, "Well, if you know, wasn't, if you weren't so fat, you'd be able to get in." You know, there, there's somebody saying that, but. Uh, they can talk to my doctor if they'd like the details.
2: Well, and somebody's <laughs> you know? somebody's going to say something no matter what just to be an right. ass. And um and the thing is as soon as it's their group or their turn they're told they can't go, they feel a little different.
0: Yeah, we're all just one uh, bus bus away <laughs> from a uh, you know, you never know when it, you know it, it it happens to people. So
2: Well, even um you know, my my apartment where I live, it's on the second floor and there's no elevator. It's not accessible. And I, I knew that when I moved in, but it's just me that ever has to come up here and it's a small space. So it's not like I'm throwing parties or anything, but I, about a month or two after I, I moved in, I, I, I had a sore muscle or something to where I was like, I was walking slower and I thought, crap, you know, you, you move into a place with the abilities you have and you don't think about. Any little thing could change where, what if I can't get up the stairs? What if I break my leg or something? And now I'm in a place that I can't get up the stairs or haul groceries up the stairs very well. Um, You know, that could easily happen overnight. And whether it's temporary or long term, um, it's just something that we need to be thinking about all the time because, you know, even comedians who maybe aren't in a wheelchair right now, what if they run into an issue and they're temporarily in a wheelchair and then have to cancel their shows? you know, be a lesson.
0: Exactly. So I don't know. I don't expect that this will make anyone care at all, but I just feel like people maybe need to think about it. And I would offer the opportunity for anyone who really doesn't get what the big deal is to come spend a day with me and let's go some places Mm -hmm. Let's go some places and let's let you see me dealing with my wheelchair while I go run errands or just go try to have a good time. But let's go and you can come with me and be really aware of my surroundings.
2: Yeah, I would. um, I think that's a great thing to offer. I think even just if people don't go somewhere with you, just go to you know, a street corner or a mall or a busy place and sit around and watch the steps that someone has to go through to navigate a store or getting their food from a counter or whatever it is and and think about the process. <clears throat> I guess one thing I would think, and Nico posted it on, on a comment when you commented about on Facebook was, you know, what can people do beyond, you know, be, becoming more aware? And and also, Nico commented on our show today. Hello, Nico. Thank you for joining us. Uh, he says, That really sucks, Sherry. I didn't think about it the exact same way. And you have great points. I'm sorry, but I know actions speak louder than words. I personally don't know what I am going to do.
0: So, that's for each person to decide what they think is the morally correct thing to do. You know, I mean, I can't uh, tell anybody to not go somewhere because I can't go there. Uh, If you feel comfortable going there and saying, screw everybody who can't come in here, then do it. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's it's all, it's your deal. So I just want people to at least think about it. Just at least think about it.
2: Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this this map or this like idea you were talking about having the venues kind of rated and I I could see it being whether it's a stars or something where it's okay if it's if it's x amount of stars that means that you can get in but you know maybe it's not really performer friendly but it's you know customer friendly Mm -hmm. but then there's also questions is it fully accessible versus partially accessible because I know there are some places where you go in and you might be able to go into the to the main room but you know there's a couple stairs down like the mix where you go down a couple stairs to get to the karaoke or the bathrooms are really tight and you can't get in and out very well so there's a lot of dynamics to a place being accessible and friendly and so i think when we look at rating them it, it needs to kind of account for that too it's like right how how where is it on the scale of, of uh greatness
0: well you know i I, i'm ready to move on from this topic here pretty soon but one thing i realized like when i first started having to use a scooter was at first i would like say i would go to the 907 for example and i and for me it was uh before i had to use a scooter i had to know that i had to get a parking spot that was close enough to the door that i could walk Mm -hmm. and so i would drive Okay, I'm a woman that's not that good of parallel parking so there had to be at least enough space that I could kind of navigate it right and I would drive around and around and around the block and then sometimes I had to go home because I couldn't park close enough to the door for my comfort. Then I got my scooter and I'm like I can go anywhere I want but then I realized that I was ashamed. I felt a certain amount of shame or embarrassment that people are going to say stuff or people are going to think stuff and so then I stayed home a lot. And then I just realized, you know what? Like, I want to live my life. I want to go places and do things. So I'm yeah. going to put myself out there and try to navigate this world. And so I know there are a lot of people that are at home not going places because the stigma
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the they, they don't want to go and then find out that they can't get into somewhere, you know? And because I, I remember, I, I was I went to do a show one night, maybe it was just an open mic, and then got there and couldn't get in, mm. and and just that feeling, yeah, was horrible. And so I know there are people that just stay at home that would like to go to a comedy show, but they can't get in. So think about that. That's all. all right.
2: So I know you're ready to move on, but before we do, are, do you have like your top couple places or few places that are? in the area that are accessible?
0: Nate Jackson Super Funny Comedy Club, not only is the room accessible, the bathroom door swings out and the stage is accessible. So, so that's I mean, a five
2: star right there.
0: Uh, as there's no complaints about that place at all. The staff is really accommodating. Because some places, was that you and I when we went to Vegas? There were some places that made such a big deal about my scooter. Yeah. Wasn't there some place that was like?
2: Yeah, I remember some place being kind of like, "Are you going to bring that in here?" I can't remember what it was they said, but it was like.
0: And then we uh, went to yeah, and then we went to House of Blues, and they were just like, "Come on in!" And then
1: yeah,
2: she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, House of Blues was like the perfect experience from, from my side of what I saw, where you know, there's a ramp to get up into the place." She said, "Just give me a minute to go clear a table and make sure it's ready," and then she told us which way we were gonna go to get to the table to make sure that it was clear, she communicated well, and, and it was no big deal.
0: Right. Yeah, stop making people feel like there are pains in your ass. So. So, yeah. Um, but as for, like, I'm just gonna say, I can't, I can't think of any place that's uh, equal to or as good as Nate's club when it comes to being wheelchair accessible and friendly. I'm oh. sure maybe there is somewhere, but that you know that's number one. So, well, and like you um, said, there, there
2: might be places that have pieces of it, but not the full package. Right, right, right.
0: Um, like Tacoma Comedy Club, great. You can get in easily. The bathroom's great. Has actually a really good handicap bathroom. Um, but at the stage, you have to go. You have to navigate stairs, and Those some things. days that's really taxing.
2: Yeah, so it's good for customers, for audience, right? Not necessarily, not there yet for performance,
0: right? Yeah. And we can talk about ramps, you know. Like uh, I don't think uh, I know people that know how to do ramps, or there are such things as portable ramps too. So, what do you want to talk about now?
2: Well, that was a that's a hard subject to to you know uh, 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 follow up with because that is just so powerful and so important uh I guess huh
1: what's
0: going uh, on in your dating
2: life right now Andy oh my god I I'm I made eye contact with this guy yesterday and it was just one of those like you ever like encounter someone where you just make direct eye contact like where they look all the way through you and I uh Anyway, there was some interaction. It was like, I said, hi, petted his dogs, even though I'm not much of a dog person. I was like, I, apparently I like dogs all of a sudden. And, um, and then I was at the, at the brewery and he came in and he said, well, I just finished that one. What, what do you have anything you'd recommend? And that was like, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't instigated that part of it. So he came up to where I was and I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, so then we talked a little bit, but he just made this, and I don't know, maybe it's just the way his eyes were, but then, you know, I, I don't think he's really gay. And that's kind of the thing I always run into is like, well, I don't know. So I just let that go. If I see him again, I'll see him again. But um, I have really nothing going on in my dating life, which has actually kind of been okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I deleted all of my dating apps and uh, for a couple of reasons. One is now that things are starting to be more opened up after the pandemic, uh, I, I'm i out in the world enough that I feel like I could meet somebody in person and that's how I'd rather meet somebody. And, um, and another thing is it's too easy for me to use anything on my phone as a distraction and just be like, okay, I'll see who I can chat with or I'll see whatever's out there. And it's just, it just, ends up being um, an avoidance syndrome for whatever I, tactic, for whatever I need to be, um, facing in my life or dealing yes. with ability wise. So to protect myself and to also strategically find somebody in a better way, I did that. Um, but the, the thing is with, with online dating, I don't think it's horrific. I think there's a place for it. But what I've seen is we start with all these check boxes and we start checking off things. Well, we have similar hobbies. I'm attracted to their picture enough. And then we have a little bit of small talk. And then but you still haven't met in person and then finally you meet in person and you figure out if you have any chemistry and then but in the meantime you've kind of built up this fantasy of how you think that person is going to be and what they're going to be like and then you get there and, and then you almost feel betrayed by them for not being what you expected them to live up to but if you meet somebody in person typically you might even pick up on the chemistry before you even notice if they're like someone you're super attracted to or like those kind of go hand in hand you might be attracted to them and then notice as soon as you talk there's chemistry and then you have a small talk and then you find out if there's hobbies. so you kind of work back the other direction and I feel like that's a better way to go but um, my problem is I don't want to hang out all the time in a gay bar and so then I have to figure out is someone in this bar because they're just hanging out or what but it's fine, because um, I've got enough going on in life that if somebody compliments it, that's great, but uh, but I'm looking forward to getting out on a, a couple of dates, even if it's not like a relationship.
0: So. so if you would like to date Andy, send an email to scrutiny with Sherry and Andy at gmail.com
2: <laughs> Sherry's going to set me up.
0: <laughs> we can start like a new show. Do you want to date Andy?
2: oh my gosh that's funny yeah and every once in a while uh last week I was at karaoke and a gal started kind of like while I was singing like kind of bumping and grinding and I haven't been so afraid to have a woman on me since I was married I was like oh no I hope she doesn't think I'm straight she's a pretty lady but that's funny so yeah, I need to work on some new jokes. And now that I'm in this contest and that we have the show coming up, I have a sol- i have a solid set of time that I'm happy with, and and I, I'm not—I'm not disappointed in the jokes that I have to tell. But if I'm going to continue doing more and more comedy, I need to continue developing more jokes, and so that's been a challenge lately. So I need to—I want to it's I call
0: really, it. It's know, a go challenge ahead. sometimes to make force yourself to sit down and write. It is for me. Yeah, and, I and what I want ideas galore. Yeah, and I'm trying to come up
2: with topics to joke about that aren't necessarily about gay dating because that's what a lot of my set has been quite a bit.
0: Right.
2: So, um, It'll thanks, come. Nico. Nico said, "Congrats for making it on the voice." Appreciate that. I always do my. Yeah, work, that was so. just
0: that was kind of funny. We weren't expecting the night to go that way at all.
2: No, not at all. <laughs> and you know what? There is some freedom in getting on stage when you hadn't planned it and not over planning or having any anticipation. It's being like, you know what? It works. It works. And if not, I'm well, not. Well, I think it helped. It
0: helped that you had had a couple of drinks before you met me. And yeah. so, you know, you had to kind of recover from that. But, it, you know, alcohol does put you in a little more relaxed frame of mind. Yes.
2: That's probably what got me to put my name in the bucket, first of all. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, crap. Liquid courage. There. Yeah. And then I had that feeling of, I, I always regulate how much I drink before I go on stage. I I, I stick to one drink uh, until after I perform. And uh, so so that made made me nervous because I had had a couple drinks. And I was just feeling loosey enough that uh, it's not so much that I'm sloppy on stage, but I my timing isn't as good my and i notice things if i watch if i'm if i've been influenced and that's where i have really always been careful because i've had a couple i've had early on i had a time or two where i thought oh that wasn't as good a performance and i thought you know what if you hadn't had that second drink you probably would have been fine and so i've i've stopped ever having more than one but yeah but i had time to get ready this time
0: i know you know i like really i really would like to like cut loose and party but but there are several things. There's hard to find a bar that I can sit in comfortably without everybody else with me sitting up on a bar stool, because me and bar stools right. don't mix, number one. Yeah. And somewhere that I can get back home from mm-hmm. safely, because I can't just call an Uber. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> maybe I'm just really gonna have some fun while I'm in Austin and I can just scooter back to my I saw well, that there were was...
2: some bars within distance. So well, that's what was so fun when we were in Vegas is that no matter where we went, it was easy to get around and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and when you're traveling, it is easier because usually you're just hanging out close to your hotel. So kind of wherever you go, a lot of times that's okay, right. right. but it does, it is nice when you're just like, we're going to go party and we know we don't have to worry about driving. We know we don't have to worry about calling an Uber because we're basically at the basement, at the bottom of our hotel. Yeah,
0: so. for sure. Yes. You should see my hair. Like, I this morning, I was like, oh, we're just going to the zoo. So I just, while it was wet, put it up. So, like, if I take this down, it's just, like, a frizzy mess. I look like a carrot top or something. You're going to
2: send me a picture of that later. Yeah, you don't see that. So, um, next week, you are in Austin. And the week after, I'm excited about. That will be right before our big show at the Otter. Mm-hmm. and um that's gonna be a good time
0: i have a kind of on an audition set i'm gonna be on a show on the 28th okay but he but the guy is just giving me a five minute audition um but i have to be clean like squeaky clean so that's gonna be interesting because i you know i'm not really sure what is clean
1: Mm-hmm. Or how, I mean,
0: like you know, like, is it okay to say, um, went to bed with my husband? Or right. do we not talk about sex at all? Or is it okay to say, you know, like, it's just like, how clean is clean? Right, because I've seen
2: some TED Talks where they drop an F-bomb, or they talk about sex, or they say bullshit, or things like that, where I think, okay, this is a professional talk, but they're,
1: right.
2: they're- so when it comes to comedy, I've had that that question, too, where does that mean you can't make any joke about sex or you just can't do hardcore dirty right. and-
0: Or can I you, do the joke about Andrew where he says ask? Can I say out? Like that's yeah, but I don't want to ask because then it's like, well, like I'm trying it sounds like I'm trying to get away, see what I can get away with. But it's just like, I don't know. So yeah. we'll see what I what comes out of my mouth that night. And
2: one of the things that we do, which I'm gonna ask you afterward off camera, because I, I did something different with one of my jokes the last two times and you heard it both times. So I wanted to get your take on it see if you noticed and it was a tip I got from you but um it's one of the things we do really well is kind of run those jokes by each other and um my thing is clean or not I want to get topics of jokes that aren't about sex or dating because my goal is to do corporate entertainment and I can't do corporate entertainment about dating like that's just not the topic that you talk about you can have a couple dating type jokes but if your whole premise is being gay and dating, that's not gonna that's not what they want to entertain their crew with, you know, straight or gay, it doesn't matter. That's not a topic you usually use in the office. So um, so that's a challenge okay. I'm working on, but also trying to make it clean topics that aren't about dating or my gayness, and so that's that's my challenge right now. But yeah. I'm not gonna mess with that in the middle of a contest because I'm gonna go with the tried and true stuff that I know gets laughs
0: mm-hmm. so know i remember somebody during nate's contest saying like can we do the same set over and over is it going to be the same judges and he said don't worry about that just do your best stuff
2: mm-hmm. so yeah and that's that's a good because there are times where you just have to go with what's tried and true and that was one thing that i struggled with the other night before i went on stage was okay i have a three minute set I have to get as many laughs as I can out of that three minutes. I know what my best jokes are, but what are the shortest best jokes that I can put together into three minutes really quick. Right. And, um, and I cut off, I didn't go further. I had, I was going to do one more, but I wasn't quite sure where I was at from the first light to the second light. And I thought, I don't think I have enough time to do the full next joke, but also I already had a judge turn around. So I didn't want to waste it because I could pull that out for the next round. (laughs) So there was a little yeah. strategy there too.
0: Yeah, you did a good job. Well, thank you. Um we got like 10 minutes. I'm trying to think if there's anything fun and lighthearted that our audience would like to hear about. Um, we went to the we went to the zoo today. hmm And I gotta say, okay, I haven't been to Woodland Park in a while, but I gotta say. Woodland Park kicks Point Defiance ass by far.
2: Well, it is like four or five times the size.
0: Well, yeah, like you have, like there's like one sad elephant all by herself. There's like one sea lion who's blind and was shot in the head. Like, it's like, It's like it's like the humane society of animals, like I don't know. It was just... Yeah, the
2: nice thing with the, the Point Defiant Zoo, it is like a mini version of a zoo. But one nice thing is they have the aquarium there. And so you can... The
0: aquarium both. rocks. I got to say, like, I could have stayed in that jellyfish room for like an hour. It was just so cool. All the different kinds of jellyfish. So I highly recommend that. That was really fun. But yeah, it was like, um, good thing we were on scooters because uh, if I would have walked all the way around all that for as little oh, yeah. animals as we saw it would have been kind of disappointing but yeah, there is, but there are... it's beautiful it looks much better than it used to as far as foliage and um it seemed like they made it so it's a little more handicapped easy it used to be like a death trap to try to yeah,
1: push a, a wheelchair
0: around in there and that was really easy to get around so okay. yeah it was, a was
2: on a hill and um and, you know, for me, going to the Point Defiance Zoo, it's very nostalgic, having grown up in Tacoma and having raised my kids in Tacoma. So when I go there, it's it's the zoo that I went to as a kid. And I remember seeing Cindy the elephant that they had to send out because she was too much for him to handle before they built the new elephant.
0: But, I remember when Andrew was little, they had elephant rides there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I remember I drove him on an
0: elephant there.
2: I I swear I rode an elephant there, and I can't remember if that's something. You know how you have those memories that you kind of think you did, but then you're like, "But did I really?"
0: Yeah, you probably did, because Andrew's 37 and he rode one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. (laughs) That's the other thing is my child is going to be 37 tomorrow. Wow! Happy birthday, Andrew. So weird because I'm only forty. I don't know how that
2: happened. And you guys are doing so much cool stuff for his birthday week, and then you still have the fair coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So his t- his birthday present is uh, tickets to the Beach Boys. It's like we all know that we've seen the Beach Boys probably at least a dozen times. Oh yeah. Because they're Andrew's favorite, so we go every year to see the Beach Boys. We've gotten to meet Mike Love and Bruce Johnson, and um, it's always a good time. I ha- actually highly recommend a Beach Boys concert, even if you think, oh, that's just a bunch of old people there. There's always a ton of young people. It's always high energy. It's always fun. There's somebody, there's always a big beach ball that oh, people cool. are uh, tossing around. It's just, it's fun. So oh, Well, and... Um...
2: You know, the thing about concerts, regardless of how much you like a band or the skill of the musicians, there's an art to being entertaining and making it a fun concert that not everybody can do.
0: And sometimes they have John Stamos with them. Okay, he's... um, Oh, God, no.
2: Don't act like you don't know who John Stamos is. Well, I know the name.
1: What was he on? He's an actor, right? Oh my God! Really?
2: I, you know, I'm not good at this. <laughs> you know, I suck
0: at this game.
2: All right. Why does he? Why is he We're there? We're gonna Did- find the best. Is he a big Beach Boys fan or something.
0: He plays the drums and he uh, oh. has some kind of connection to the. He's an actor, but okay. Let me. Can't believe I have to do this, Andy.
2: <sighs> okay, Sherry Hardman is sharing her screen. Oh yeah, he's a he's a good looking guy. He's on he's on um, TV. Yeah, yeah he was. He was oh,
0: on it's... Full House.
2: Oh yeah, he was the cute uncle.
0: Uncle Jesse. Yes, and I'll That's tell you. Great. Let me just tell you that the year that he was at the fair when we went my husband had a really good time that night after we got home and then he learned that all he had to do after that was say john stamos and boom
2: <laughs> oh my god so i guess exactly on our every next now and then
0: he still drops the john stamos card if he's you know so <laughs> you come
2: home and there's like a poster you go home from your austin trip and there's a picture of poster right John Stamos. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome uh
0: yeah so so that'll be fun
2: for dave's birthday i'm just gonna send him a poster of john stamos like you know what to do <laughs> uh ordered one for myself too okay
1: yeah All
0: i've,
2: right. seen, I've seen, yeah i know who that is now thank you so,
0: i mean so that, that so that was fun because it's like you kind of heard this like oh, my god is that john stamos like you know that he tours with them sometimes so you just yeah, never so know, like possibility. is this going to be one of the times that he's here so out of all the times we've seen him, it's only been once, but it was a That's good show. Yeah.
2: Nice. It'll so on fun. our next show, we'll be in two weeks after Sherry's big Austin trip. If you are in Austin or if you have family or friends in Austin, tell them to check out SherryHardman.com.
0: Austin or Georgetown, which is close to Austin, I guess. So
2: I just say, if you're in Texas, go see Sherry because it's like, yeah. it's a once in a once-a-year thing. At this, point. I've
0: always wanted to go to Texas. I don't know why, but I thought, because to me, I've been to North Carolina. I've been to Georgia. And um, I always figured that Texas now, you know, luckily we're not, like, global, so we're not going to get any hate mail about this. I always thought that Texas was just, like, a a little bit classier version of the South. So, oh, okay. Hmm. We'll see time. if I'm right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I did check our uh, Gmail account, and we have not gotten any emails. No so, dates for me. What?
2: No dates for me, apparently.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it, ever. We've never gotten any ever. So if you have show ideas or questions or comments, we will read them. Or show them live on the air if you want us to. Um, right. But you have to email scrutiny with Sherry and Andy at gmail.com if you would like to date Andy Vargo. <laughs> can't hit him up I, on. Uh, I what have is to it say, now. Huh? Facebook? You can't hit you up on your dating sites, whatever they're called.
2: Um, I have to be careful putting that out there because, you know, I can't guarantee a date will happen. Whatever. I I did learn the other day that um, I was visualizing and practicing visualizing, and I realized I don't like, I don't want to be a sugar daddy.
1: I just want to have enough money that it's an option. There you go.
0: uh, We went to our spot today for lunch, by the way.
2: Oh, you did?
0: We went to the Poodle Dog and sat in the bar and ate lunch today. And Dave said like five times, oh, I like this place. This was really good. Now I see why you guys go there all the time, so. (laughs) Well, it's easy, it's accessible. It's easy to get in and out. And Yeah, so let's give a shout out to the Poodle Dog. You can get in and out of there easily in a wheelchair. The bathroom is perfect. Go sit in the bar. There's lots of room, lots of room to park a wheelchair. It's fabulous. And uh, they have good food, so. They do.
2: And so, yes, we need to do that again very soon and do some practice writing.
0: Right. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, my love.
2: Good Um, to you.
0: I guess that's it. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Bye-bye.